welcome to B Plot Podcast, the podcast where we take a look at some of the biggest movies from days gone by and then uh, hmm, ignore it. Look at the movies that came out on the exact same day. Now, my name is Lincoln. I'm a comic out here in London, or I was in the before four times. But um, right now, I'm just doing this podcast with my man, Sam. Sam, how you doing? Oh, mate. Yeah, a fundamentally mixed bag. Oh, man. Talk to the people. Talk to the people. I uh, I just came back from a show, from emceeing a show. First mm-hmm. first show I've emceed since the uh, the end of lockdown. Totally fucking biffed it. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just no. nothing in the pocket. Um <sighs> Uh, but this is what I want to tell you, Lincoln. This is what I want to tell you because we've been we've been doing this podcast now. This is what our twenty first episode, something like that. And uh, I had a bit of uncomfortable crowd work with a guy, where there there, there are four people sitting in the front, right? There's two yeah. guys and a couple, right? And uh, so, something happened. Something happened with the vibe where I said I feel like. I feel like you two are competing for adoption rights over me right now. And then this guy, Bob, goes, yeah, one normal couple and one homosexual couple. And I just went, that's an instant cancel. And I was like, ah. no, that's, this doesn't make sense to anyone else in the fucking room. Nah, man. You see, that's what it, the podcast starting to bleed into real life. This is one of the worst things I hate in podcasts is when we ramble before mm-hmm. we get to the actual main, main point of the thing which is uh, we watched two movies today. One, a huge hit, and the other one, and the other one, a massive flop. The movie that we watched today, Mean Girls, classic, 2004, and uh, on the same day, Envy, um, the surprisingly star-studded Envy. Oh, yeah. Starring Ben Stiller, Jack Black, Christopher Walken over here, uh, Rachel Weisz, um, Amy Amy Poehler. Just a absolute um murderous row of talent uh, mm. directed by the great uh, Barry Levinson who I mean he whiffed it he whiffed it on this one but yeah. um let, let's get back to Mean Girls let's get to mm. back to Mean Girls Mean Girls one of the biggest hits I can I can remember of my like my adolescence it just not not necessarily I think in terms of money but like in terms of like pop cultural like gravitas and like pop mm. cultural pull absolutely massive I yeah, I I I'd argue this is for our this is one of the most sort of like important adolescent like this is this is the coming of age drama of our generation drama sorry comedy sorry comedy I don't know why you're saying drama I don't um, know why I'm saying drama either it's hundred percent a, a straight gri- comedy this gritty inner city drama story <laughs> <laughs> talk to me a little bit about Mean Girls how did you come to it um, do you have any like uh, bigger memories of it uh, before we started watching it. Um, not specifically. I've seen this movie so many times. This is, it's just like such a comfortable movie to watch. It's a bit, it's like, I don't know. I, I thought it was great. I still think it's great. There are a ton of cancelable moments in it oh, now. Oh, loads of them. Do you want to dig into one or two just before we get started? There's one, um, there's one that always gets to me. It's when they're doing the uh, they're doing like the walk through the American high school of like here's the jocks, here's the nerds, here's the burnout kids, right? And there's one group where they go unfriendly black hotties. And yeah. I was like, I th- I think they're unfriendly because you keep calling them black hotties instead of just hotties. Man, I have to say though that that was that was the table I was like, yeah, I definitely want to be at that table. 
<laughs> just, <laughs> just be unfriendly and black and hot. That's good. That's a good look. <laughs> I really fucks with that. I was like, um, yeah, that's cancelable, but at the same time, I really want to be at that table, which is honestly the core premise of Mean Girls. Is mm. um, yeah, it's like, yo, you hate this person, but you there's an attraction that you want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you how I came to Mean Girls. Uh, this is one of the first movies that I watched on DVD I could, that I can remember, which is a little bit later because. My dad, um, in a classic my dad move, um, bought a DVD player of this guy who was trying to screw his wife out of some stuff in a divorce. Yeah. And my dad, on a, I could, on a random Thursday afternoon, um, showed up with some, um, showed up with a, a DVD player, a vintage guitar. And what was it? A huge TV that was too big for the room. <laughs> Not huge in terms of, size but huge in terms of the back was like oh, yeah. extra, was like an extra cupboard and my dad would do this from time to time and sam you know you talk about this on stage so i'm not ashamed to say it you've um dealt with with drug abuse in your past uh-huh. substance abuse man this is some uh, <laughs> this is some druggy shit <laughs> just show, just showing up to just showing up to our house with a <laughs> random collection of stuff. Yeah, and like um, a, a vintage guitar and a DVD player is the sign of a man who doesn't, who hasn't had a good day. Yeah, and he just showed up with this. By the way, my dad did not tell us that he was going to do this. He just showed up. With this. this was an impulse purchase. Mm. Um, the guitar is like a family heirloom now. It's actually, we found out it was quite valuable, so... But um, yeah, it's just not your family's. Just not our families, I guess. This is this is the uh, broken dreams of another family. The um, <laughs> we've built our family on top of the scaffold of another family. There's, yeah, there is some bastard child there now with no musical ability whatsoever in it. Yeah, and you- it's and it's because my brother now knows all the chords to uh, Tears in Heaven. So <laughs> there we go. Um, but yeah, Mean Girls was one of the first two DVDs that I saw on there. Give me your highlights. Things that you enjoyed watching it this time around. Yeah, okay. The thing I enjoy, really enjoyed watching this time around is now that Tim Meadows is more famous and has done more stuff, I find him a lot funnier going Man, back and watching that. I have to agree. I watched this with my partner, Prime Conditions, main event, you know, uh, Friday night, so ready to watch it. And I just remember laughing out loud anytime Tim Meadows did anything. Yeah. So good. And I love, you know, what's like a really fun little quirk as well is that by the time they get to like the, the gym scene where it's, um, uh, I will keep you here all night. It's like, no, I will keep you here until four. <laughs> he looks like, um, he, they, they've basically done him like John McClane. Like, yeah. He, <laughs> He's in like this white tank top. It's got a broken, it's got a broken hand that I don't think they explained. It must have been a deleted scene or something. It's right in the beginning. Oh, it's like his introduction. He says like he got carpal tunnel over summer or something. It's something. something. Shit. Yeah. And um, yeah, but he looks like John McClane. He looks like uh, yeah. Bruce Willis in Die Hard, like having fought <laughs> through the Sinner City turmoil. <laughs> um, there's a couple of things I didn't like. I can tell you right now. For someone who has lived in Africa, mm. uh, I'm talking about Lindsay Lohan's character here, Katie Caddy. The fact that she 
goes up to a group of black people and says Majumbo or whatever. I'm like, you know, Africa is big enough that they don't speak this. Or everyone doesn't speak the same language. You know that, right? Because I, I was also thinking, because isn't it true? I mean, I might be talking about my RC, but isn't it true that even just, I, well, I don't, know, don't even know if you know this, but Nigeria actually has as many languages as almost like the rest of the world combined. You know what? That sounds like something that isn't true. But gets repeated a lot as But gets repeated a lot. Um, But I'm going to give it to you. And in case um, Sam is racist, please write in and um, have a go at him. Uh, We'll play your voice notes on on the podcast. But South Africa alone has 11. Right. So... I don't know what uh, Lindsay Lohan was doing there. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I did look it up while you were on. There are 520 on. different languages in Nigeria. That's nuts. Right. And the thing, because the thing that struck me about that was like, are you a, to Lindsay Lohan, are you a fucking house cat? Where it's like, you've just patrolled like the perimeter of like your parents' compound and been like, that's the world. That's the whole. Oh yeah, they were, they were 100% expats. I didn't buy that they were like um, bedded into this community to the extent that they suggested. Also, dude, did you, did you think a little, a little bit about the end? Um, did you think that everyone died? What, what, that, like the real ending is that they all died? Yeah. No. You didn't think that? No, I didn't think that. Because for me, the ending was a little bit everyone died because obviously they go through the big prom. She's a mathlete, bloody, bloody, bleh. There's this like kind of dreamlike sequence where, oh, everything's well with the world. And I'm like, you guys are in fucking high school. Everything Mm. isn't well with the world. Yeah. I know that they try and give out and this is a controversial opinion. So I'm I'm prepared to be cancelled for this. But the movie gives us the fantasy of wouldn't it be nice Mm. if we all got along? And um, teenage girls won't bitch you to one another. But there's a part of me that's like, that's what teenage girls do, right? Their brain, their brains aren't done yet. Their brain, their brains aren't done until like until they're like twenty three. Yeah, well, the, yeah, but I'd still think I still think the message of it is like, imagine if just don't just don't be dicks to each yeah, other. Yeah, but being dicks is the is the is the default setting of being a teenager is being a dick to other people is it not (laughs) well okay this is interesting because i've alongside whilst it's been going on i've just been watching pen 15 oh i'm very excited don't spoil it i won't spoil it the show i've been recommending but i think very much if mean girls was made today i feel like pen 15 is what it would be um and it attacks it from a very different angle of instead of it being wouldn't it be nice if this it's, t- it's taking the piss out of it it's very much like the horrible cringe of reality of being a teenager because you don't like you said you're not done until you're like 23 is when you're when you're in that stage the reason you're reacting like that is because you haven't encountered all of these things before so these like these dramas and these reasons to create conflict come up very frequently and naturally but what, there's something I think Mean Girls is trying to say that is about where that power is on the plastics, right? Regina mm-hmm. George and her little crew is saying that, like, as a culture, we value this so much. It's so powerful that that's actually the cause of a lot of the conflicts and drama because American high schools have obviously set the trend, but they are, like... I don't think there's any country in the world that has that rigid and like crazy 
jock nerd stoner burnout like division do you know what i mean almost to the point where the scene at the end where, where everything is working out and everybody's being nice to each other i was like this is that's what my last year at college felt like man i i was i was i thought that maybe all of them had died i thought maybe <laughs> there would have been i thought maybe Lindsay lohan had snapped carry style and um and killed everyone at the prom just because there was that kind of like dreamlike quality she even fantasizes about killing three um, little girls three little girls which is like that is dark mm. for a fantasy um but there i have you ever seen heathers i don't know if you've ever seen the film uh, christian slater and winona christian Ryder, slater yeah. and winona Ryder. i had that little twinge a little vibe for heather for Heather's, where it was like, the, which is obviously a darker, um, mm. a darker film. Also, before we we move on to the movie that we actually came here to see, let's talk about the male protagonist, um, Chad, Brandon, Gabe, Gabe uh, F- Frederick. No one. I think his name is just male protagonist. I don't think he has. A, I don't think he has a name. I don't think he has a name. He is a proper male bimbo, which is mm-hmm. its own kind of. <laughs> Just its own kind of feminism, I guess. But I was really interested in this because you reminded me a lot of another um, male romantic lead from that we watched earlier in the in the podcast, uh, Legally Blonde. Mm, um, uh, Luke Wilson. He reminds me of Luke Wilson, not Luke. Yeah, Luke Wilson's character, who is a charisma suck, a mm-hmm. vacuum. It made me think. I actually had to have conversations. Sorry, before I go on, I, I want to say that uh, Sam and I are both men. Hundred percent of this podcast, uh, male. So as such, I also understand we cannot connect to this movie <laughs> in the yeah. same way that you, teenage girls can connect, and also women can connect. Um, that has not stopped us in a typical male way from talking about it. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to acknowledge that we are aware, in case you are aware, <laughs> that that is the case. We are both very much aware of what's going on here. Although yeah. on that. Yeah, uh, something really interesting. I don't know if you ever see. I remember seeing an older interview with uh, Tina Fey talking about how when mean, mean Girls came out, the reason it was such a hit was because dads loved it so much. Oh no! It's a, uh, it's a is this a classic dad movie? It's well, it's I think it's that thing of it's like it, it's obviously changed now because it has kind of uh, again, especially for, like for our generation, h- held this really like important piece of our pubescence but i think it's the fact it's just it is a really funny movie it's very, it like it's tina fey writing a fucking movie so it's a joke every 15 seconds mm. and a, a lot of the jokes are great and they're but but she does have that kind of sort of almost dad-like humor do you know what i mean like there's always like a little bit of wordplay or something like something you can say on the sofa mm that I think just really appeals to dads. So if the, the way it was marketed is like, this is a film for teenage girls, but who takes teenage girls to see the movies? The parents. Mm. And then, do, do you know what I mean? The parents are like, yeah, actually, it's fucking great. Uh, just getting back to um, uh, Chad, Chad Cam, Chad Cameron, uh, whatever his name is. The the guy who's basically the eye candy. This guy is incredibly boring. He's he, he's the same. He's yeah. a vacuum. Mm. And in, in, in fact, he's such a vacuum that he's so unrealistic that like oh man i remember this this scene i was like nah get the fuck out of here um when lindsay lohan is in her freakum dress she's about to have mm. sex with um cam cam frederick 
Um, <laughs> and he goes, and he, as soon as a 17 year old boy, he goes, no, you're just like a clone of Regina. I must reject <clears throat> you. And he does what no 17 year old boy in the history of the world has done, which is turn down sex for moral reasons. <laughs> It would be great if 17-year-old boys did that, but no 17-year-old boy does that. I know what you mean, but hadn't he also just been thrown up on? No, this is prior to the th- to throw up. Oh, is it? Yeah, this is before he gets thrown up on. He goes, no, 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 no. And I was like, oh, that's the fantasy, right? It's like, we, we really wish that boys were this way. <laughs> yeah, we, really yeah. wish that, we really wish that teenage boys would behave in this way and have strong moral fiber, well, but so- they don't. Actually, here's a thing. Here's a thing that I quite like about that and the ending. In term, well, is what I quite like about them ending up together because I was re- I haven't seen it for a while, and obviously I'm watching it going. I know they hook up at the end, and even if I didn't, the film's telling me they will. It's like it's going to happen, and normally that would kind of annoy me. But I think actually throughout the film they're both quite morally objectionable that they kind of deserve each other in a way. Yeah. Um, because let's not forget, in his mind, he does cheat on Regina George before he knows that she's cheated on him. Yeah, he does. And also, like, and that's the part that I least care about because I'm like, listen, if there's any teenagers listening to this, which I don't know why you would, yeah, just cheat on <laughs> your partner because it's not forever. All right. As has been previously established, your brain isn't done. All right. Just cheat. There's like. <laughs> Just cheat. There's like 80 years left where you can find your forever person. Mm. The odds that you found them in the same classroom as you, so, 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 so low. Yeah. So, so low. And you know what's really sad about it is if you do kind of marry your high school sweetheart or whoever, people think you're weird and, mm. don't, and don't give you any credit for it. Yeah. And people are like, what? That's dumb. Like, so... If you are listening to this, it's not as serious as you think. Just cheat <laughs> and break up. It's fine. Side question, right? Mm. And this is, and again, if anyone listening to this has married their high school sweetheart, please write in. I've always wondered if you got married to the first person you were with in school, does sex just stay as awkward throughout your entire life? Right, and on that note, <laughs> now I mean that's a good question. That's a good question. I have no idea. I have no idea. But um, again, we are very open for you to write in, critique, review, mm. all of these kind of things. Um, specifically, address these questions to Sam, please. Yeah, since he is the one who's who's very keen on on hearing that. I want to know how you bang. I want to yeah. know. Sam wants to know all of the positions: standing up, sixty-nine. Um, <laughs> That's the only one that I know. That's yeah, it's standing up. <laughs> the first, the that, first position I learned was standing on st- standing someone on their head while I blow them. Standing sixty nine, the um, only sex position uh, worth mentioning. <laughs> um, right, I think we need to talk about our next uh, movie. The movie that came out the same day is Envy. Now this joint, directed by the great um, Barry Levinson, who I know from Diner. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's made loads of other great movies, right? If I'm not mistaken, what, Barry what Levinson. Else has he made? Oh yeah, just just check, pull up Barry Levinson's filmography. He's got classics in the chamber. Oh, Rain Man, Toys. Okay, I mean he's got he's got some 
Rain Man. I mean, he did Rain Man. Rain Man was a good movie. So Envy, uh, it's got a very interesting premise. Ben Stiller works with Jack Black. Jack Black is his annoying self, and he plays himself. Um, and they work at a sandpaper factory, something like that. The yeah. point is, Jack Black is this kind of dreamer, and Ben Stiller is this kind of, you know, just normal everyman. And um, Jack Black comes up with this idea of a spray can that can remove poo or doggy poo. And um, he asks Ben Stiller to go in on him, in on this investment with him. He says no. And Jack Black becomes rich. And that's when Ben Stiller becomes envious. Have I got it right so far, Sam? Perfect. Yeah. What did you think about this joint? This feels like this is supposed to be like a really dark comedy. This feels like it's supposed to be Barton Fink. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, supposed it, it, to- you're right. You're right. I think it doesn't split the difference well enough between comedy and darkness. Right. It's like not comedic enough and not dark enough, which is annoying. But the lesson that I took from this, because uh, Jack Black moves in across um, Ben Stiller and a lot of the kind of humor in the film is Jack Black uh, being rich. Yeah. Just the kind of like over the topness of his of his wealth. But what I've learned from this is if you are rich, for God's sake, leave. <laughs> yeah. If you make money, don't stay in the community and fucking make everyone bummed out mm. because you are richer than everyone. Have the good grace to leave. Yeah. This is what I've learned. This is something that I did not know. Um, I would have thought because everyone's always like, no, no, give back to the community. No, <laughs> leave and then give back to the community. Yeah. Don't stay in the community and ruin the community with your wealth. This was, uh, so this was, but this, okay, this was another thing. And this is a thing. I, I For some reason, I feel that you, you might latch on to me for like the old gym subscription thing. But I just, when Jack Black gets rich and we're left with Ben, ben Stiller, being his regular like middle class self i feel like we're supposed to feel bad for ben stiller i feel like we're supposed to be like oh what a shame he didn't get in on that money and he still has he has a home more beautiful than i will ever live in in my entire life i understand that's fair that's fair he has and a he has a nice life he's married he a, to like um rachel uh, weiss she, i i don't okay I, right so here's here, let's go push a little bit further into the film right is um, Jack, Ben Stiller and Rachel Weisz's relationship is getting torn apart by how much she resents Ben Stiller for not fronting the two grand to be a, you know, a millionaire by this point. And he hates himself for not having all this money and the idea for being so stupid, right? The dog poo, vaporizer being this stupid thing that like ev- everybody loves so much. Um, and then... And then Ben Stiller, by accident, kills Jack Black's horse, right? Buries it, hides yeah. it. And then then the thread through this point is Jack Black actually decides just to split the Empire 50-50 with Ben Stiller anyway, despite the fact yeah. that he didn't front the money, didn't do anything. So then Ben Stiller's tortured by this guilt. Now, there is one scene where he comes home and Rachel Weiss is dressed up in like a very sexy just outfit, and well, it was it was like mum. It was like mum sexy. It wasn't. I didn't think it was that sexy. All right. We, well, you know, like we didn't come on this podcast to kink shame, but like, <laughs> Lincoln just freewheels it sometimes. Um, <laughs> but uh, 
Ben Stiller comes in and she's proper horned up. Now you've got me saying it. No, no, no. Just that dude. Ease into it. Ease. Ease into it. <laughs> I can't. I can't say it the way you say it. It feels dirty on my tongue. Ease into it. <laughs> Fucking um, Rachel Vice is all horned up. She's got liposuction. I don't know from where. <laughs> right. And this is my thing. She's talking about having liposuction and Botox. And I'm like, I physically, there is, I mean, there obviously is no difference because she's never had any work done. She's not wearing any prosthetics in the thing. And I'm like, I don't know why she looks so amazing in this scene compared to four minutes before. I have to say that Jack Black in this, I think that is almost like a parody of people who aren't good rich people. And not in the sense that they're like good ethically rich is that like people don't really i do suspect this of myself as well is i'm i don't think i'd be a very good rich person um if i were to be rich um in sam's case uh go <laughs> go having a ongoing gym membership of my direct debit <laughs> fucking bourgeoisie <laughs> but if i were to be like proper like jack black in this movie rich it's like what do you spend your money on okay yeah like you'll set up a trust fund and then what you might as well buy a fucking horse yeah might as well buy um also a great scene in this film once jack black becomes rich ben stiller and rachel weiss go and visit them mm. and um jack black's kid is playing the is playing a classical piano piece mm. and ben stiller's kid just bangs a drum next <laughs> it's a bin lid it's a dust bin lid and just, out so, of time. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> it was so great. <laughs> but like the best thing is like Jack Black plays it completely straight. He's like he's as proud of Ben Stiller's kid <laughs> yeah. as he is of his own kid. It's like, mm. So good, so good. I um thoroughly enjoyed that. I thoroughly enjoyed that part. No, it had it had some moments, and Christopher Walken as like what it, Christopher Walken as a guy in a bar who like almost strangers on a trains with Ben Stiller, but then doesn't just decides to help him out for no reason. Yeah, because um, yeah, I have to say Christopher Walken off the off the chain here, um, just hilarious as always with the crazy line readings. Yeah, Christopher Walken always sounds like he's asking a question three times in a sentence he'll always be like so you got the money and then you went to the barn and it's what, 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 what's the, where are you getting this inflection from Chris? That's, a, that's a great walking by the way i feel like it's gotten worse as his life as because i've seen like movies from like the 70s and 80s where he is not as as high as that Sam, what do you think of the uh, of the podcast song? Um, I think it's a classic. It's a banger. Mm. Um, mm. And I, to, to be honest, I think people should be DMing us on Instagram to buy the rights to it. To be honest with you, um, I actually had some good feedback for that. Someone actually uh, left a very nice review oh, yeah. saying, keep, keep singing the, the podcast song. So that's uh, something that I'm very proud of. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know who that is? Who that's is that? That's Una, the, the, the daughter of the lady from Emerald Forest. There we go. There we go. Lovely stuff. Shouts to Una. Um, thank you for the review. We appreciate that shit. Now, 
categories. Now, between these two movies, Mean Girls and Envy, we will actually have to look at some uh, categories. Now, categories is how we compare these two guys. Um, the first one, usually, I don't think we've actually had that up, is the weirdly woke moment. Mm. Now, between Envy and Mean Girls, Sam, if you had to pick a weirdly woke moment, what would it be? Uh, my weirdly woke moment is Mean Girls is a, a white girl getting her name mispronounced throughout the entire film and just having to deal with it. That's my weirdly woke moment. Yeah, very beautiful. I agree with I agree with that. Katie Caddy. Um, no one even attempts to um, pronounce it properly, which I'm a fan of. Mm. Um, my weirdly woke moment for Mean Girls is um, the kind of unforced uh, diversity. In mean girls, all shapes and sizes. There's a girl in a wheelchair. There's all sorts going on. There's disabled people uh, getting represented there, and uh, I'm happy about that. Well done, Mean Girls. <laughs> well done, Mean Girls. On top of um, Lindsay Lohan just coming from quote unquote Africa, <laughs> the, entire, the entire continent. Mm. Um, she's basically like Burner Boy. But um, <laughs> if you had to pick a, um, a instant cancellation, so something that today, 2020, when we're recording, we would be like, nah, this cannot happen. What would you pick? I don't know, man. I think, like, I mean, it might have to be. It, it has. It might. I think it has to be the representation of Africa in Mean Girls because it feels like they watched one. Attenborough documentary and one Oxfam advert and went yeah I got this do you know what I mean like there's just nothing there there's almost no reason for it to be Africa in the film yeah it could have been any it could have been any country mm. um although that is hilarious when um Tina Fey which is like there's a student from Africa <laughs> and she immediately goes for the black girl which is played up for laughs but like I might have done that <laughs> I would have done that. 100%. There's an African exchange student. There's a room full of white kids. You're going you're gonna to go for the black kid. Look, man, we're all trying our best. Um, <laughs> we're all trying our absolute... I would have... Would you not have said... Would you go on the record? Mm. You would have looked around the sea of white faces and gone, oh, it's one of it's the redhead girl. She's the one from Africa. Come on, be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. Well, I definitely wouldn't have picked the redhead. But you would have you would have found a way to finagle your way out of well, that. I, so, so. Well, I also feel like I don't. I mean, I don't know. Is this an American thing where your uh, your teachers like don't know the class every semester? I mean, if there's a new student, mm. um, you just no. Oh, I don't have no. You just look. For, I would know. You'd look for this. You'd look for the one you hadn't seen before. I guess so. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, if, why not? If she'd been, if if the, if if the if the black lady had been in the class. For like three months already, and Tina Fey's like, hmm, never noticed you before. Then yeah, but I'm pretty sure she was probably in that class already. Probably. So um, yeah, we're cancelling Tina Fey on the back of that. Although she wrote the thing, so we have to uncancel her as yeah. well. Um, <gasps> if you had to switch characters, what would you do? I'm gonna. T you know what? And again, this is for me. This is my sorry. My issues with class and money here, right? I'm going to take Tim Meadows from as the principal from Mean Girls and I'm going to put him in Ben Stiller's role in Envy mm. because I want to see I want to see what Envy looks like on a reasonable person who already knows that the world isn't like a fucking wonderful place. Okay, and then uh game it out. What would you switch uh how would you have from Envy in Mean Girls? Putting Jack Black in as the principal and see how that fucking school gets mentored. Yeah, 
just him coming up with new uh, new subjects all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like School um, of Rock with an unlimited budget. Man, I have to say, Racial Vice in Envy mm. was um, really interesting because he's very hateable. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's completely unreasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to be honest, even since The Mummy, I've thought this. There's a movie that Racial Vice was in. I think it's called The Shape of Us. Yeah. That she did with Paul Rudd. Let me just find out what the name of this movie is. And she was so... Oh, sorry. It's called The Shape of Things. Right. Look if you can find this movie, because I actually recommend this. Uh, the Shape of Things, 2003. Rachel Weisz plays one of the most vile, hateable people I've ever seen in my entire life. And as a result, it's very difficult for me to ever like her <laughs> in anything. Her performance in that was so good. Yeah that um it basically changed my opinion of her as a person um <laughs> so t- take that take that with what it will so i actually i'm very primed to not like racial vice but for really good and, reasons um, yeah just because she's an amazing she's an amazing actor <laughs> yes it's like the like you're so good at your job i don't like you yeah it's like um like in wrestling you know like <laughs> playing a pantomime villain or like um like those you know like the stories like your grand watches these like whatever soaps mm. she watches she hates the actress she hates the person yeah 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 so there's always these stories of like um soap actors who are like who get like spit on on the street because they're a bad person is that's me and and racial vice it's like i would i i wouldn't even invite her to my house <laughs> like no you stay stay outside and in envy as well she is really ridiculous yeah she's really insane because she wants to invest her last or whatever two thousand dollar savings it is in this completely harebrained scheme Mm. that would have left them broke rich and then broke she's mad at ben stiller for not having invested it um so i would get her out of the movie Mm. i would get racial vice because i think she fits in perfectly in mean girls she fits in perfectly as um get her in tina fey's role and then get tina fey get her stuck in yeah yeah get her stuck in there being as a mean a girl as all of the other mean girls are mm. i think she does well and then you get tina fey over to envy and i think i would get tina fey over and um i would get her writing this shit let's punch the shit <laughs> up. Let's make it funny. yeah let's make it funny let's make it funny that's what i would do yeah that's a that's that's actually a great shout Tina, uh, uh, Rachel Weiss is like the cautionary tale of like mean women. So mean women. Oh, by the way, Mean Women is a very different movie to <laughs> Mean Girls. Mean Girls, yeah. like Mean Girls, is like oh my god, you're fat, bloody blah, blah bloody blah. blah. Uh, you know, you don't dress well, whatever. Like Mean Women. Mm. Mean Women, though. Yeah. That's like um, you don't talk to your son. Yeah, that's you know you sleep with someone's husband break up their family <laughs> and then as soon as they've broken up the family you go to him and go ha 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 i never liked you anyway <laughs> like mean women is mean women mm. is intense man. the last category that we usually have guys is a category called genre blender so if you had to switch this movie turn it into a different genre what would you do sam i'm taking envy Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just I'm pushing what Ben Stiller does just like a bit further. I just want him to kill a real person, right? Yeah. Maybe 
and, and go super dark with it. Maybe he kills one of like Jack Black's kids or he kills Amy Poehler or Jack Black and the family has to go on. Mm. And then it becomes one of those like dark making a murderer crime dramas. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, how long can he get? It becomes a Hitchcock movie. Mm. How long can he get away with this? Hmm. If I had to make Mean Girls a little bit different, what would I do? Um, I think we lean into it. We make it. Uh, have you seen The Substitute? Tom Berenger. I hope I'm saying that correctly. No. He's a, he's a substitute teacher. Mm. And he's in one of those dangerous, uh, not dangerously, uh, dangerous, like, minds. Criminal, <laughs> dangerous minds. Dangerous minds. I got confused with two Michelle Pfeiffer movies. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, shout out. I don't know if anyone said her name out loud in a long time. <laughs> um, no, if we turn it into uh, like a, a dangerous mind style, inner city struggle, mm. 187, gang <laughs> warfare. Everyone's fucking going at each other. This gang warfare, gang, 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 gang. And the hot black kids are going gang, gang. And then there's the Asian crew and they're going gang, gang, gang. And the only man, the only man standing in between the fucking complete destruction of the school is one man. Tomatoes, <laughs> and it's proper like apocalyptic, like fucking trash cans on fire outside. Fucking Tom Berry, uh, Tom Berger, Tomatoes is there in like his fucking diehard vest. Um, he's lost his shoes, so he's proper like barefoot, and he's just mm. fucking doming, it's like pow, 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 just making the chopper go. Um, and then you need a villain, you need a marquee villain, and the, the villain stays. Um, Rachel McAdams Rachel McAdams stays the main she's the Hans Gruber mm. of this uh, of this scenario and I just like the dichotomy of a 40 year old black man um, having to outwit a 17 year old girl I think that's I think that's very good um, dude is that all we have for everyone today I think that's all we have I think it is yeah yeah man um, now remember uh, like and subscribe um really helps us shout out to una for actually uh leaving the review that's a that's a good listener mm. um there's oh there's good listeners on both sides no there's only a good listeners <laughs> <laughs> who subscribe and review um i said what i said um also guys we have to we have to be honest um so uh, stand-up comedy is starting up again and that's kind of what um sam and i do with most of our spare time and obviously this podcast born uh, during the height of lockdown, mm. born in the darkness. Um, but uh, we are going to be releasing every two weeks um, from now on. And uh, for that, because we've taken a little bit longer between episodes, we'll be releasing longer episodes. Um, we have some guests in the pipeline that we've been talking to. Mm. We don't want to spoil too much, but, you know, keep an eye out for that. So we want to still give you a lot of value. But we also just want to be able to live our lives uh, week to week. Um, as we say this, though, as we say this, uh, London probably heading into a second lockdown. Mm. So maybe we'll just keep doing it every week. I don't know. Yeah, we'll. I don't know. We'll play it by ear. Keep listening. We'll play it by ear, but keep listening. So um, we're looking at every two weeks, but we'll try and do it every week as much as we possibly can. Mm. Um, Sam, anything else? No, that's it from me. Oh, if anybody All has right. a spare room in it, hit me up. All right, so if you uh, look in the show notes, um, <laughs> if you want to link in some <laughs> some empty properties, <laughs> uh, Sam using his platform to uh, find a place to live. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, 
Uh, anyway, guys, uh, check you guys out next time. All right, peace.